I hit Vancouver in the blazing sun on the 9th of February, 61. And from the 10th of February through till May, it rained and poured all night and day. The more they tried to kick me down, the better I live in this here town. And the more they tried to Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Vancouver Places. We tell you fun, interesting stories about the city of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada that you must not miss. We've got our authors, uh, Graham Genophile Menzies. Was that Genophile? That's what was me. It? Genius. It was Gen- genius. Genius. And then we've got oh, yeah. Dave a- Grape Throwing Dorgy over here as well. So, um, <laughs> what are you guys going to tell us about today? Well, Cindy, you know, it's uh, it's good that you threw in the gin and the grapes uh, references <laughs> on the intro uh, there, Mike, because we're going to talk about the alibi room. Uh, I'm a fan of the alibi room myself. Good. I yeah, feel like everyone who listens to this is probably just going to think I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> a connoisseur. Connoisseur, that's a better way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to ask me where it is first, aren't you? Where is it? <laughs> Thank you, Dave. <laughs> the alibi room is at 157 Alexander Street is, is where it is. Gastown. Kind of gas town. Gas town, yeah. yeah. And um, there are four reasons why I think it's uh, kind of noteworthy. Do them rapid fire and we'll come back and visit each one. Okay. Four reasons. Number one, reason number one, links to early Vancouver. Okay. That's number one. Number two. Links to Chicago gangsters. Oh, that no, that Ooh. is interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah Number yeah. three. Number three. Links to Hollywood film and TV industry. Oh, I no, I, as if you need a fourth. But fourth, fourth is the beer. They, beer <laughs> it's is a great. pub. Yeah, it's yeah. a pub. They serve, they actually serve beer. So they have a great, you know some cool things about them. But uh, of course, the uh, the fourth one is is kind of the the main event. If it's a, a reason to go there, is a. 50 different kinds of beer that they have on. And they're always rotating, aren't they? Anytime you go in, it's a different, they have different types. I think think so. I I can't say, I, you know, I don't go that often. I mean, gas town is, you know, kilometers away (laughs) and I'm very very lazy. It's actually the alibi room is a place I I tend to take people from out of town when that was a thing. Uh, It is a great place to take people from out of town. And if you are from out of town, it's a great place place to visit and yeah. so let me go back to the first reason if you're from out of town and you're visiting the links to early vancouver i mean what I think, are they well <laughs> the 157 alexander street it's it's um you know it's the heart of uh early or uh modern vancouver um so the, the, there was the great fire of uh when was that 1886 which sort of burned everything down um in that neighborhood, and then they sort of rebuilt in brick. And this building was rebuilt, uh, was built there in 1913. Is it beautiful? So 1886 building? was everything razzed to the ground. 1913, not much later than that, this building was built. And it's right near the train tracks, it's right near the port, it's right near where the first uh, city hall was. Um, it's kind of you know, the epicenter of a uh, modern city of Vancouver. So that's, yeah. you know, if you're from out of town and you want to see sort of where it all first started uh, growing out from in terms of, uh, you know, asphalt and brick and mortar and that sort of thing, that's that's where that all kind of began. Cool. So that's, that's yeah, a, well, that, a lot of gas town, a lot of gas town is that way. And you compare it to cities in Europe and you say, this is real amazing history. This is 120 years old. And people go, well, you know, they live in London or in uh you know, Paris, and they go, well, you know, buildings are here five yeah, and 600 do. years old. Yeah. But, uh, but that is an old building for, Van- for by Vancouver standards. 
Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing I kind of like about it is that it, it's in Gastown, but it's like a block away from Dorsty yeah. Gastown. Yeah. Yeah. You have know? to kind of, yeah, you have to kind of get there, don't you? It's well, not you right by the Gastown. Like, uh, you know, you kind of feel like you're leaving Gastown. It's on the way out of Gastown. Yeah, right? exactly. That's kind of how I think of it. It's right near Crab Park. Crab Park uh, is nearby too. And that's, I think, where one of the earliest ferry systems for this for the city was developed so there's some neat sort of geographically it's some neat uh history around there i think the thing i remember i usually remember is just looking out on the trains from alibi room because it's yeah like you said right next to the train tracks yeah there's one little uh there's one seat that's right by a window that at the back that looks yeah. out over the train tracks which is yeah uh, i think might, I said there might be the time. best seat in the house i don't know it d- depends on <laughs> And what was like the trains. what was the other what was the other things you were saying? You were saying what was number well, two? The Chicago the second one was the there Chicago. Uh, this is the one that interests me the most. So yeah. tell us a bit about that, Graham. So the, I mentioned that it was built in 1913. Uh, uh, roots to the, the uh, early part of uh, modern Vancouver. It was built as a fur trading warehouse first. It was a glove manufacturing company. It was a confectionery, and then in the 1960s. The late 1960s, when Gastown started to become sort of commercialized and reinvented as a as a destination for entertainment and, and so on, um, there was a guy uh, George Pately, who was a sort of local entrepreneur, and uh, he had a number of different businesses going on, and he uh, he owned uh, the Alibi. Well, it wasn't called the Alibi Room then. He called it he had a club there called the, the Banjo, Banjo Room. Room. The Banjo Room, right? And in 1967, this movie came out called the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. I've heard of that. And it was a big hit. It was a huge hit uh, at the time. And this is all Jason about the- Robards and George Segal were the actors. Nice. And yes. um, it was all about the life of Al Capone and mm-hmm. about the Roaring Twenties. And Al Capone was a notorious gangster that uh, was involved with the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah. And, and uh, he was his, his enemy. Do you remember who his, who his rival gang was? Well, the guy's name in the rival gang was Bugsy. I think his name was George Bugs. Bugsy Morgan. Um, <laughs> and he was like, uh, he was infringing on Capone's territory. And Capone yeah. at the time was... Um, Dirty rat. He was worth tens of millions of dollars all through um, running rum, you know, all through... Well, it reminds me of our earlier uh, podcast on the rifle uh, sanctuary, the bird yeah, sanctuary. yeah. This was back then in the, you know, the, the 20s, uh, early 30s. Uh, prohibition. Prohibition yeah. and uh, running the alcohol from Vancouver Good. down to the States, but also. Talk about the connection between the Alibi Room and the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. I yes, I digressed a little bit there, <laughs> with, with Al Capone and, and Bugsy. Yeah, you dirty rats. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Capone's true story. I mean, the movie was in 1967. The true story in 1929 was. Capone on February 14th on Valentine's Day took out seven of uh, Bugsy's guys in this building in Chicago, lined them up against the brick wall, rat-a-tat-tat, Tommy gunned them all down, seven dead. And in 1967, same time as the movie came out, they decided to tear that building down in Chicago. And uh, George Pately, the, the Vancouver entrepreneur, was thinking, hey, maybe I can buy me some of those bricks so he bought uh, 400 odd bricks from what they called gruesomely the kill wall. And he brought that out here. And uh, Mike, your connection to the PE, uh, you'll appreciate that he tried to have it exhibited at the PE. Come and see their kill wall from Al Capone's, you know. <laughs> 
And people were kind of like, man, no, this is just kind of like gross. It's kind of, no, I don't yeah, think yeah, so. So he, he, couldn't, he couldn't get permission to show to the p &E. But he thought, you know, I'll put it in the banjo room. And I'll, I'll put it in the men's room. And when the men go in to, you know, have a little break, uh, they can gander at the kill wall. But is are the bricks still there, Graham? No. No. So yeah, that's it's a great story. It's too bad they're. I wonder where they are now. I mean, that's that's the story. Well, it, it got it got kind of creepy. Even then, people were like, eh, you know, it's like a neat idea, but it's still kind of creepy." And I think he sold them. I think some of them are actually back in like the uh, there's a gangster museum. I, I think in Chicago. Um, so they're now like back in some gangster museum. And if you're really into gangsters, you can go to Chicago and you can see the gangster museum and you can see the with the there, I'm thinking them. of like there was a time in Vancouver when restaurants would have some attraction to to make you come there. There's a restaurant in uh, West Vancouver called Frank Baker's Attic, and he had the James right. car on display. Right. Yeah, the, restaurant. the Aston Martin. I think it was cool to talk about it. Now, the only modern day equivalent, I think, would be like the Hard Rock Cafe where you'd go to a mm. restaurant and there's Van Halen's guitar or something, you know. But I, it yeah. seems like almost an old fashioned notion to display things at restaurants to draw people. Yeah. But I would imagine that wall at the time really would have been a draw. Al Capone well, and I think was with one the of those movie, choice, oh, the you know, movie, with the movie everything and everything, and everyone was kind of like, you know, into that sort of, or in the fedoras and everything, I guess for, yeah. for a short very, period of time. Cool. Let me move on in time yeah. to the 1990s. Um, there's another, it's kind of a gimmick, but I think less gimmicky. It's more authentic. And in the 1990s is when it actually became the alibi room. And Vancouver uh, entertainer Jason Priestley went into a partnership with Gillian uh, Anderson and Tom Skerritt. Um, and they collectively bought this place and called it the alibi room. So you, if you go in there now, it's not really obvious, but you look around, you might see some typewriters, maybe mm -hmm. an old uh, movie projector, like an eight millimeter movie projector, maybe some uh, film reel cans. There's some scripts lying around. And it seems a little uh, mysterious. Like, why, is, why are those things there? You yeah, think it's yeah. maybe just staging of some kind, but it's because of that Hollywood connection. And so these three stars created the alibi room and i think there's still a number of uh, you know movie and film television uh, actors uh go in there and and hang out it was it was kind of a place i think where the people in the film and entertainment industry went to, ha oh. to have a, a drink and they thought this would be kind of cool and jillian of course you know from the x-files um, I think she was also uh, Margaret Thatcher in one of the latest uh, episodes of The Crown. Uh, she's fantastic. Ooh. I just I just love her. And then Tom Skerritt, I think most people know from uh, Top Gun. And Jason Priestley was, uh, was it Beverly Hills 90210? And so the first reason was the the history of the building. The second reason was the, the lineage to Al Capone. Yeah. Third reason was the uh, Justin Priestley and Tom Skerritt and Gillian Anderson reference. And the last one was the beer? Or was it? Yeah, the beer. They have yeah, a really interesting uh, selection. They do. They yeah. have a very great selection. I think from what I remember is they have a new menu every week because it's got those. I was a number on the bottom of the menu and it's a because it, it, it changes because they're just always bringing something new in. So you could always go and just like have something you've never had before, which is great. I was there uh, last time I was there. Um, I was doing some research. No, I think the book had already, no, we had not had the book out yet, Dave. And I was just doing some more research before we we'd, uh, put it together. And I ordered, I think the strangest, I think I asked for the weirdest, strangest beer that they had on the menu. It was like a, it was like a blueberry or a raspberry 
something or other. And it arrived, literally, it was purple. It's the only purple beer <laughs> I've ever had. Um, but yeah, they've got uh, interesting, interesting beers there. Don't go there and order a regular beer. You know, yeah, no, you know, that's not why you go to the Alibi Room at all. Yeah. Um, but like you were saying, Greg, it's just a cool old building too. Like you go down, like all the bathrooms are in the basement and it's just like, you can tell it's really old. They've done a cool job with it. It's usually, it's a little, it's probably not busy right now, but usually it's always super busy. Like it's hard to get a table there. It's a very popular place. They've got uh, good food too. Like I, I have not uh, ordered a meal there, but they, they sort of are known for having a free run ocean friendly you know, sort of high quality food. And I believe uh, in these pandemic times that that is still open for takeout. So you guys know what's coming up next. Any last thoughts? Dave, I, we um, need to get you down there for a purple beer. That's my last thought. I, just, but, um, yeah, I, I love the history of the, the old building, the Al Capone. I mean, the variety of beers. It sounds like a very, very cool place. We know? should drive up there in your Morgan, you know, wearing fedoras. That's <laughs> right. Well, especially since uh, George Bugs Morgan was gunned down by Capone. I mean, there you go. <laughs> the name of the gangster that the Al Capone killed. Right. Like the seventh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. George Bugs Morgan. Oh, no, George Bugs Moran. Sorry. Moran. <laughs> Moran, so, Morgan. Same thing. Yeah. Potato, tomato, tomato. Good. So, thank you. It was interesting. So one day when they open back up, head over to the alibi room. But like like Graham said, uh, do your best, support these, uh, support the local business, support cool places like the alibi room. They're obviously not fully open right now, but when you can head down, get one of their many different types of beers, maybe not the blueberry. Graham, Graham, what was your take on the blueberry beer? We never actually got that. It was, great. It was, weird. It. It was great. It was fantastic. Maybe get the blueberry beer then. But like you, uh, like I always say, make sure that you come back next week after you've made it down and had your beer at the Alibi Room to come back and listen to another episode of Vancouver Places, where we tell you fun, interesting stories about the city of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada that you must not miss. We will see you next time.